We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in. It is the afternoon show on this Friday afternoon. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese on Ike, our last football Friday of the year. Well, technically, sure. Fritzy. I'll let your boy. Oh, because every day is a every Friday. Exactly. Is a football yes. Friday. yes. In this city? <laughs> yeah. I, Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. But uh, obviously, we get into the game. Mm-hmm. Nick Costos, 242. Uh, as he's live out in Vegas, he will uh, give us all the props, all that good stuff, some good comments from. I need some props. Yeah, it's listen, it's prop season. It's prop season. Ellie <laughs> uh, Joe Parks at 4 o'clock and, and everything all throughout. A lot of good stuff to get to on the show today. But. I'm curious because we've we've <laughs> picked over this Eagles situation for the last month, you know, even the last couple of weeks after the Bucks loss, and we've hit on everyone. We, we've ran Nick Sirianni out of town. We've had the Jalen Hurts discussion. We got new coordinators in here, yada, yada, yada. And the one guy who has not been discussed and really is the key to the whole, you know, thing here with the Eagles is Howie Roseman. And the the career arc or the confidence arc in Howie in this city, I find so fascinating because, you know, one year it's, oh, he's the, the worst, get him out of town, they'll never win with him. And then they have a run, and it's like, well, he's obviously a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best GMs in the, in the, in the sport. And it's ebbs and flows with Howie. We'll have a fire Howie's out, sign outside there, outside our studio, and then it'll be, you know, erect a statue for the guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, after a year, I know they're 11-6, and six, but – we saw them take a step back and have a big collapse and have some of the turmoil that we saw in 2020 and even some of the years before that. Where are we at with Howie Roseman heading into this crucial, crucial offseason? Well, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm, I don't – my confidence has not necessarily shaken in Howie Roseman. Uh, I still believe that he possesses the ability to make moves that people don't anticipate – or more or less, some GMs just don't have the guts or the wherewithal to go out and make. And he does. He has a he has a keen sense to be able to recognize that that the fan base, that the team needs something. Right? And he rarely goes multiple years without giving them what they need. And when you're and when you're when you're coming off a season like the one they're coming off of, it's what's going to be so interesting to watch unfold this offseason is because we have allowed the way the season has ended to really dictate what the season was really all about. And while games weren't perfect 
And all that's subjective. You have to look at it from their perspective. Do you think, even though things weren't perfect, do you think when they were sitting at 10 and 1, they were saying, man, we're terrible? No. We're terrible. We, we, there's no way we can come back with this group next year. So there's, a, there's some good things there. And the way this thing ended left us with a sour taste in our mouth. And that's usually associated with a losing season. You don't make the playoffs. And then how he goes out and make a big move to get everybody sort of reignited and excited about the upcoming season. It's rare. It, it reminds me of the 2021 season when they made the playoffs at the end. And while you had some people, they're like, eh, false hope, mm-hmm. made the playoffs great. We realized that was the 1960s, 70s version of football yep. where they basically ran themselves to a nine-win team and then got smoked in the first round of the playoffs, which really just seemed like, a prelude to what 17 games in a regular season was going to be like. No, no that, that, that didn't feel like a playoff game versus Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. No. And I say that to say is that the Eagles didn't treat that season as if they had accomplished something great. They really treated it as, okay, we see some positive things here, but there are some areas of weakness we need to address. And one of them was wide receiver. And they decided to go out and get A.J. Brown that offseason. This ending of this season sort of reminds me of that a little bit. Where it's like, yeah, they were 10 and 1, but weren't they a dominant 10 and 1 team that you don't want to mess with? And then some injuries happened and then they became 11 and 6? Or were they a smoke and mirrors 10 and 1 team that when the moment of adversity appeared, they all crumbled? And when I say that, I mean players, coaches, and we'll get into Britton Covey and all his comments and everything else. But if you're Howie and you're sitting back and saying, is there some truth to that, 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 what we saw? And I think that's what Howie sees. I don't believe he thinks this team was a legitimate 10-1 team that had some misfortunes down the stretch. So I say that to say, it makes me believe – Howie's probably cooking something up in his sleeve. He's cooking something up. Maybe something, and, and we've talked about Patrick Sertain. We've talked about, you know, even <laughs> could they possibly uh, start to put resources resources into the linebacker position yeah. and, 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 and do some things there. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move, if he makes a move this offseason that does surprise us that we didn't necessarily see coming. And I think it happens on that defensive side of the ball. Well, I, I would hope so. You know, yeah. I mean, like, because the, the defense needs to almost I think the be... cornerback position, even when they went and got Slay, and I think they got Slay. They got Slay, what, the 2020 season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got Slay the 2020 season. Yep. But even when they went and got Slay, we weren't expecting that. No. I mean, we, it was a, a need, but, you know, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, we got to go get Darius Slay. It was like... How he would say, yeah, we have flipped on the tape. You could tell Darius Slay is a good player. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where we're at with Patrick Sertain. It doesn't take much uh, evaluation to understand that Patrick Sertain is is out there. But I guess where I come down on Howie is I think Howie's a good GM. I think he has his faults. And I don't have blind faith in Howie. And I guess the the way that I feel about Howie heading into the 2024 season and the offseason is that my antenna's up. Like, I, I don't – I'm not – 
everything he does. Oh, Howie season. You know, get the eyeball out, the, the eyeball emojis. Oh, yeah. and well, who does that? What, who would ever do that? Hashtag <laughs> Howie season. You see the Elliott tweets about how elite of a GM he is. Start like, tweeting out the many men video. Oh, my gosh. Oh, look, he can do no, he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. <laughs> I am not at all in that mindset. And Howie's got to prove some things for me this offseason. It's not make or break because we, we might never get fired. Yeah, <laughs> but, that, that's safe to say. But it, but it, he has to go out there and 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 do a good job, or else he's gonna. Like his status in the city is is still up in question for me. I'm back in the mindset of being a little bit questioned with Howie, and here's why: is because this is when I feel like Howie struggles. Howie struggles after they pay the quarterback, and it relies on we got to go out there and we have to draft to be able to sustain this thing rather than trade for a bunch of top talent when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. And I'd be lying if I said that doesn't worry me when it comes to Howie Strong suits. Like a, a couple years ago, you were dead on when you were talking about, I actually think it was before 2022, where people were kind of down and you were like, no, this is Howie Strong suit. This is when Howie goes out and makes the big move to, to have this team in position to succeed. Well, I don't know if he has the ability to do that this year. What we, as the quarterback starts getting paid more, the defense, yeah. But is this turning more into a draft and develop team, or can he still make the big splash? And I just think when the, the roster's kind of set and it comes to filling out the pieces around it, and when we're talking about draft a whole, <laughs> make a whole draft all defense, that worries yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, when who's the last like real impact defensive player they've drafted? I mean, Jalen Carter in the top ten. I'm just talking about outside of the first round. Mm-hmm. Like Milton Williams is a good player, but yeah, it's not a not a true impact player that we're saying you can count on this every week. Right, and and, and you know, Jalen Carter would be to me. Am I missing somebody? Jalen Carter might be the best defensive player they've drafted since Fletch. I think so. I mean, I, I, it's almost ten years apart. Yeah, like he, I have to rely on Howie to rebuild a linebacking unit. When's when's the last time he did that? I mean, when it comes in, in the draft, bank on him to find some some different right. cornerbacks outside of a Patrick Sertain trade. When's the last time they've been able to do that? So, my antenna is definitely up on Howie. And, and my other big question off Howie, and I think this is this is the most interesting part of this whole thing. Like, is this model that the Eagles currently have sustainable? Because the Eagles in the last six years, it's hot and cold. It, the hot is Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, things are fine. And then the cold is the trend downwards. The trend downwards where maybe the, the head coach is losing some power and we don't know who is really in control down there. And what worries me about the current Eagles setup is, is the whole Chip Kelly thing. Like That thing really sunk them from the standpoint of being able to trust the head coach to to pick his own staff, to maybe even have some say in personnel, have control over the 53, and are they going to let a coach do that, or are we going to be back here every couple of years wondering what does the head coach do? What kind of power does he have? Is that sustainable? It works for a, a little bit, but you don't have the Tomlin runs. You don't have the Harbaugh runs. You don't have these long CEO-type head coaches here. It seems more a couple years and then we're back, you know, it seems yeah. like a cycle. You know, as much as I love Harbs, that's, that's my guy, and he's a future Hall of Fame coach, but maybe that's a blind spot for Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Holding maybe, on to guys. For yeah, maybe they should have moved on from their guys. I mean, Harbs hasn't won a Super Bowl since 2012, 2012 and, and Tomlin is what, 2008, 2009? I think it was 09. 09? Yeah. Or was it a 
It was 09. It was somewhere around there, 09. So he threw 09. Away. Well, yeah, because Green Bay won in 10. It's over a decade. Yeah. It's yeah. over a decade. Oh, yeah, it was 09 because they beat up, they, uh, um, they beat the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, and that's that's when the Eagles right, lost right. to the Cardinals in the NFC Championship 09. game. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's been a while. Um, but but it, you know, but it was always that guy's the leader, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I feel like we have such a weird look on the Eagles because it's like, well, who's calling the shots down there? It's it's a Howie and Jeffrey production. Is that sustainable? Does that work? Or are we going to be in this cycle where every couple of years we change over the court, uh, we change over the coach, and we get a new quarterback in here? I, you know what? <laughs> and we'll go to the phones. I, as as crazy as it may sound, and as unstable as it may sound, I don't think it's that bad of a formula for success. Because you don't. Some sometimes. We can get tied into guys too long, and we feel obligated to stick with guys. And if things get stale, or if if like and that, and that could be the message getting stale, players getting older, or what have you, it's better to move on from guys versus hanging on to guys. And sometimes you got to apply that to the head coach. We've applied that to players for years, but sometimes you got to apply that to the head coach. Now, I'm not saying you should get rid of good coaches, but here's the thing. Doug Peterson won the first ever Super Bowl for this organization. They moved on from him, what, two years, three years later? Mm-hmm. Three years after the Super Bowl. Two years after the Super Bowl. Are they any off worse? And they are, are they worse off any that he's not. not here? They're not. Right? But, and what's so funny is as you're talking there, we just got off the midday show. You know, they're talking about uh, Andy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, then things get Well, he's st- different. He's great. He's the greatest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> it definitely would have happened here. Yeah, it, it definitely would have happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, there's always the exception. Okay. Right. He's the exception. And he's the exception. Yes. 215 592 9494. It's a Friday. Where are you at with Howie? I'm curious to see. Where the fan base is at, because I think this time last year he was infallible. No, he could do nothing. Oh, we're loving him. Nothing wrong. He's a he's our guy, goat. He was cursing at fans down in Texas <laughs> in Houston, you know, riding high. And how he was back in the in the good graces of the city. I'm curious a year later, after what you just saw and after what we just went through and some of the teams that are still playing, has your confidence level in Howie Roseman wavered? Ha- have you been like, ah, you know, maybe this isn't gonna work? And are you worried as Jalen Hurts starts to make more money, do you think Howie's going to be able to continue to get talent around him and rebuild a defense? Where are you at with Howie Roseman on this Friday? 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Uh, Corey's in Columbus. What's happening, Corey? My brother, Jack, my man, Ike, what up? What up, C? Hey, y'all here to break in news? What happened? Hey, I got my peace basket. Tip Kelly about to be on Ohio State's Offensive coordinator. I'm gonna find out where that brother lives. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I hope oh, he really? Is. Is. You know what though? Yeah, because he listen. He hired Ryan Day out here. Oh no, it's, it's, a, it's hey, official. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, Chip's gonna I'm be gonna the, put, the OC. That's I'm crazy. I'm gonna put my equal gear on and find out where that brother lives. I'm gonna tomato his house and I'm gonna welcome him in with open arms. You know, kind of like kind of like Andy yesterday <laughs> with Spike. Yeah. Well, so, so so real quick, Corey, before I let you get to your other points, Chip Kelly deciding to leave UCLA as the head coach in the Big Ten, to join Ohio State as the offensive coordinator in the Big Ten. Oh, sanctions were coming. Yeah, sure. something has to be coming down. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was quick. He was he was trying to run out of there. He wanted to <laughs> – every, every, he was going to take the Raider job, the commander job. 
He said he want any job that's hiring. I wonder how low he would have gone. Would he take a quarterback coaching <laughs> position? I mean, how desperate was Chip to get out of UCLA? I don't know. For some reason, he 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 was ready to get out of there. Something gonna happen. Yeah. But to get to get back on the Eagles, this is this is my issue with the Eagles, and when it comes to Howie Roseman, and this is why I push back to what Jack says. The Eagles collapsed this year. I cannot put on Howie Roseman because this team was good enough to win. Like, this team, I get it. They had the deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball. I get all that. I agree that we have some players, you know, that didn't live up to the performances. Like, you know, the Bradberries, the, the Kobe Deans, the third-round pick. I get all that. But this team was good enough to, to win football games. Like, this team has talent. So I can't put that on Howie Roseman. I have to put that on. If you want to put it on, some people want to put it on Jalen Hurts not performing. I, me, OG, we talk about the defense. Some people want to put it on Sirianni. We wanted him gone. But this team, talent-wise, had enough to be playing in the NFC Championship game. So do I start no, Not on defense. I mean, not on defense. They didn't. Listen, listen. This team had enough talent to be playing in the NFC Championship Well, you can, game. you can say that all you want, but why do you think the defense really had, a, had the ability to do that? The team overall. Like, when we, when we look at teams around the NFL, the Buffalo Bills – they ain't loaded with talent on defense. They had all them injuries and stuff, and they went deep into the playoffs. Like, come on, man. We 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 underperformed as a team. That's fine. What and about we, what about going forward, Corey? Okay, going forward, I trust Howie Roseman. I mean, with like how many NFL GMs have won Super Bowls or even you know got their team to win a Super Bowl? Like two or three. Still, still has in having jobs right now. Howie Roseman then brought us Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. Uh, See how many pro bowlers that we have this past year. He done drafted Jalen Carter. He, I like Nolan Smith and the Kobe Dean. A lot of people didn't oh, like Oh, man, they're so good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but listen, but this is the problem. Like, we draft these guys and then we don't play them. We, we playing Derek Barnett, right? So imagine this. We, we criticizing the, the defensive coordinator. Derek Barnett go to Houston and ball out. And then we play Brandon Graham. But then the last game of the season, the playoffs, I see – Nolan Smith getting stacks, pressure on the quarterback. So what does that tell me? So does my coach not know what he's doing? That ain't how he fought. Well, he hired him. Well, <laughs> no, no, Jeffrey Lurie no. hired a coach. Well, he hired him to do a job. Jeffrey Lurie breaking down defensive schemes. I mean, come on. Hey, what, what are we doing? No. Jeffrey Lurie. So what, what is Howie do then, Corey? What, what, oh, tell now, me we're, what Howie now, does. now we're telling Howie doesn't do it. I mean, Corey's like, well, it's not his fault for the defense. Howie even though they sucked talent. on defense. What are we talking he about, Corey? Talent in. Like, Jeez. Howie brings talent in. And let me the talent on the sucked on defense. Oh, like, just like, listen, before we high fired John Desai, these dudes was not as bad as people saying. I can, these dudes was blatantly missing tackles. That is not talent. That's Hurt these dudes practicing soft. This soft coaching. That's these Howie. Howie wants them to practice soft so that they can be healthy this time of the year. That's Howie. So, so, so Howie, the, Howie, the owner of the team. Yeah. Well, he does everything. I mean, Howie, basically, Howie. he's the, he's the extension you know, of the you know, owner. Yes. Yes. You, yes. You telling me Jeffrey Lurie ain't got no say? So he's they are together. There. They are together. Because so, though you you really think Howie Roseman telling Jeffrey Lurie? Yes. Come on, man. No, that's not happening. All Jeffrey right. Lurie has a mindset that he he was doing this with Joe Banner. I got you, Corey. I yeah. You, Corey. I don't really know what he was saying there. Doing what? What does what he think Jeffrey Lurie was doing? I don't know. Well, Jeffrey Lurie was, was scouting, you know, J.J. I think. Lurie's in the film room breaking yeah. down the tape. Well, he yeah, only I had do, three I, mistakes in his entire <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think he's, he's – 
sort of removed himself from, from being in those sort of situations um, anymore. No, Howie is responsible for personnel. Now, I will say this. They did certainly play worse later than they did earlier. Not that they were playing great earlier. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, we had issues with uh, defense in the middle of the field all year long. Yeah. From the opening game. Yeah. And and the, the, the most shocking part to me was the run defense just cratered. Like they had yeah. they had guys on the side of the ball. It's not like there was a bunch of it was, injuries. it was like after the bye week. I don't know what the hell happened, dude. They're the I still remember it started the Kansas City game before the Bills game. They're the number one rushing offense of rushing defense in football, mm-hmm. and they ended I don't know where, but they started getting just yeah. pounded on the. Well, ground. We saw it. We saw the Cardinals. We saw yeah, all those I think teams. It was like Fifty-five run, r- rushing rushing yards per game. Yeah, and then by the end it was like two hundred. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> two and five, five nine two. Ninety four ninety four is how you get in. But then is that is that when everyone like sort of threw in the towel? But again, because I, 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 I kind of agree with Corey to a, in a, in a in a sense that some of that became more effort than anything else. And now I'm not blaming on Howie. Yeah. But but I also think there was a talent deficiency issue on that sure. side of the ball. Well, especially the middle linebackers and, and the, the linebackers in general. And he was signing guys off the street, which worked yeah. the year before with Limbaugh Joseph and, and Dominic Sue. But when it comes down to you got to sign a Roby, you got to sign a Shaq Leonard, you got I'm not going to say Kevin Byard was signed off the street, but essentially – Well, he traded for him off was the street. A, yeah, fifth-round pick for yeah. Kevin Byard. Well, the fact that he only had his hand on one ball all year. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't he win. Got at least get your hand on two of them. Need two balls. And he may or may not have gotten sci-fired. Yeah, he, was, he led yeah, a mutiny. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting on that story to come out. <laughs> he led a mutiny. <laughs> 215, by the way, CJJG's a free agent. Want to bring him home? Damn right I do. That's right the wrong. <laughs> 215. In all seriousness. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I don't know. You need to play making safety and then uh, Vic Fangio's We still defense. need a safety, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, home. I'm all in. Bring home CJJG. 215. CJGJ. I know. I can't say it. JG. <laughs> it's Cannon's fault. It's, it's CJJG. 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 Sounds better. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. CJGJ. CJGJ. Yes. All right. It's not Johnson Gardner. Listen, why don't you just pipe down? <laughs> you couldn't take it anymore. No, like you said, said it four t- times. Yeah, you said it twice, and he's like, hold on, I can't take this anymore. You stepped in. And that's, it's all right. That's, that's Accountability Friday. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. On the other side, we'll tell you how we are giving away the hand and stone massage and facial gift card and how you'll be qualified to enter a Rhythm of Love Heart pendant, courtesy of Mark's Jewelers. It's our morning show side topic of the day. We'll get to that. Your phone calls. What's your confidence level on how we heading into this offseason? Is your antenna up or do you still have blind faith? Plus, Nick Costos, 242, live from Vegas. What does he have on the props heading into the big game? All of that good stuff. Do not miss Nick Costos, best in the land when it comes to this stuff. All of that's coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WYP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Jack Fritz and Ike Grease hanging out on this Friday afternoon, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, the Twitter question today brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Valentine's Day, shop Mark's Jewelers. Every purchase over $249 gets a free box of chocolates and a dozen roses. Online, marks-jewelers.com. What's your confidence level in Howie Roseman heading into this offseason? Very high, high, or low. High is coming in at uh, 55%, but 25% saying low, which I find interesting. And I also asked, like, do you have Chiefs fatigue with them being in the Super Bowl again? Have we, have we reached that status where it's like, oh, man, the, the Chiefs are here again? Or are you still appreciating this? Uh, I can appreciate it, I'm, but I'm sure, you know, I'm looking at it through a different lens. True. You know, I'm looking at it through a different lens. So, you know, I look at it less as the Chiefs and more Andy Reid is back in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, I, that's really how I look at it. And that's fair. I, I yeah. just, for me personally, like, I like seeing if, if greatness can continue. Sure. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, I I didn't hate Brady the way I felt like a lot of people hated Brady because I, yeah. I always was yeah, curious. Yeah, because you secretly, you were secretly a Brady guy. I'm, I don't know if it was secret. Well, I, I love Until Brady. he went to Tampa. I mean, the funny thing is when he went to Tampa, everybody came out as a Brady fan. Now, oh, now I can be a Brady fan. He's not in New England anymore. He's in Tampa. Yeah. Well, listen. not not just here. I mean, everybody oh, yeah, all yeah. over the we damn start appreciating nation. Brady yes, yes. because it is it's cool to see if the, if that guy can do it again and, and can he can he pull through. Let me ask you this about Brady. Okay, and I think he's the goat. But here's where I find the whole double standard and and people not really keeping it real. Like people will crap on Bill Belichick for whatever reason. What did he win before Brady? Did they not forget that Brady was a six-round draft pick that couldn't even hold down a starting job in Michigan? So to act like Brady came out of college as some all-world quarterback to save Bill Belichick, like the narrative about Bill Belichick with Tom Brady. It's gone way too far the other way. It's gone way too far. Like Brady didn't win without Belichick until, A, Belichick taught him how to win, and then, B, it was 20 years later that he went to a stacked team that he created during the COVID year in Tampa, and all of a sudden, uh, Belichick is trash without Tom Brady. What did he do without Tom Brady? What did Tom Brady do until 20 years later without Belichick? It was a six-round draft pick that, that had a noodle for an arm that looked totally unathletic, that, I mean, was like a second or third string quarterback in Michigan. Also, we're going to pretend those defenses weren't, like, amazing. Oh, that's what everybody likes to pretend. What about the 10 years in between the first three Super Bowls that he won? I mean, if Brady was, Brady was that great, why didn't he win for a whole decade? I know. Especially, especially when Moss got there. Also, Belichick doesn't get enough credit for <laughs> he was really big that last Super Bowl they won. Brady was really big in that thirteen to three win. He's a monster, right? Malcolm, Come on, like who won that game? Malcolm Butler. Bill Belichick's defense. Malcolm Butler was based on film study. Who's that? Brady or the defense? Belichick. Listen, yeah, you're talking to the one guy that wanted him here. 
No, I know. I'm just saying, and, and and I'm not necessarily a Belichick guy. I just push back against the whole narrative. That, that Brady win was the worst thing to happen to yes. arguing this ever. It was <laughs> it the really worst was. thing possible. It really was. But like, yeah. but, but Belichick also doesn't get credit for choosing him over Bledsoe, and Bledsoe is healthy. Exactly. Like, he could have he like, went back to like Bledsoe. Belichick was the guy who put Brady in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know the Bledsoe injury happened, but he could have gone back to Bledsoe very easily, and he and he stuck with him totally, totally. So yeah, I'm, I listen. I, I think Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Uh, his resume says it, but Andy has a chance to surpass him. He does. I don't know if he's going to catch Bill Belichick Super Bowls. I don't think he will. I don't think anybody wins six Super Bowls. I just don't. I don't know if you're going to coach long enough. Andy may be the last of a dying breed who coaches for nearly 30 years when it's finally said and done. But to your question about getting tired or Chiefs fatigue, um, I know Patrick Mahomes is great quarterback and he's going to get all the kudos, but for me, it's Big Red because that's my connection. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid and the fact that he has over 20-plus years showed that he knows how to build a program and sustain a winning program. And now he has players, i.e. the quarterback, that can close the deal for him. That's not a shot on my teammates or nobody I played with. I was a part of that. But let's face it, the players are getting it done in Kansas City. We didn't get it done in Philly. Yep. And that's just bottom line. Yeah. So I'm curious, I'm curious where people are at and you want to get in on that. 215-592-9494. Like, are you starting to get Chiefs fatigue or, or are you kind of still in the appreciating the, the greatness of this of this run? And he wins three. If he gets this one Sunday. I know. He's halfway there. I'm just saying, if he gets this one Sunday, he, he, he automatically goes into that Lombardi, Bill Walsh, Chuck Noll. Like, how many coaches has have three Super Bowl wins? I mean, like, I don't even think Shula had three. No. I think Shula only had two. Yeah. Coughlin only had two. Right. With well, again. <laughs> not in the same category. Yeah, he's not in the same category. McCarthy yes. might get two next year. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, but, but you know, I, I to your question, I, 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 I don't mind Kansas City winning because it's Andy that's winning. Right. And listen, I, I feel like I might want to get this out of the and way. And Spags, quite frankly, quite frankly. My old coach, Steve Spagnolo. And Pinkston. Is, <laughs> forget about Pinkston. Pinky. Yeah, yeah, he's there. G. Lou. I'm just saying, this defense is really the strength of the Chiefs oh, team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Gibbs is the other one with three. Oh, that's right, Joe yeah. Gibbs. And he won, He did it with three different quarterbacks. Gibbs, that's right? hard, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. 215-592-9494. Well, here's the hard part about that, Buzz. I think it was in the span of – it was less than 10 years. Yeah, I'd have been. Right? Because he won it in – 83? Did Gibbs win in 83? I'm not sure. That first uh, Washington team with Theismann, then you had one with uh, Mark Rippon, and then you had one with 83, 88, 92. 83, 88, 92. So basically in a 10-year span, he won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. It's pretty impressive. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty uh, good. But one of them was on a strike season, though. Maybe two of them was in doing a strike season. So the, the Washington can only win during strikes? Well, I'm just saying it was like a 12-game season. What happened during COVID? 
Where, where, that, where, where like the Le- commanders? LeBron's Mickey ring? Exactly right. It is like LeBron's ring. So really, does Joe Gibbs have one ring or three rings? I mean, it's it's fair to bring it up. Does Gibbs even belong in the Hall where of Fame? He, where he, Kick him where out. He's already in there, but he rarely gets mentioned with the great coaches. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really ever get brought up. <laughs> no. It's interesting. So we have a uh, we have a morning show side topic to throw out today Which to get into the phone lines. Uh, again, you have a chance to win a hand and stone massage and facial gift card. You'll automatically win that today. Plus, our last chance to get qualified to win a Rhythm of Love heart pennant courtesy of Mark's Jewelers. Something in life that you can't stand, Ike. It's a venting Friday. Let it out as you head into the weekend. What is something in life that you can't stand for your chance to win all of that good stuff? And what, what the jumping off point is something that's happening in my life, which is being out of the, the garage here at, the, at work and being back on the street. And I have to find street parking. And for the last three days, I had driven around for no less than 20 minutes a day, almost a half hour yesterday, trying to find street parking. I'm going in circles. I'm going insane. I'm yelling. At, I have the windows down. Because some people just sit there with their lights on, and I'm like, are you getting out? Are you getting out? Are you moving? And I, I turn into a crazy person. Finding street parking in Philadelphia is a disaster, and I'm not paying for one of these garages, so I'll drive for an hour. I don't, I don't care. I'll drive all day. You're parking in Jersey and no, walking whatever. back. Whatever. I'll take a train. I don't care. I'll, I'll wait. Things in life that you, everyday things in life that you can't stand. Why don't you just drive to a train station at this point? I don't know, Buzz, because I don't want to. I want. <laughs> it seems I want, easier than what you're doing. Yeah, but at least there's a, a chance because there's a there's a nice. Long parking lot or parking section right across the bridge. And every day I'm like, maybe there's a spot. Maybe there's a spot. And is there ever a spot? There's never a spot. So, you know, you might need to adjust. I might adjust, but it's the first week and I hate it. 215-592-9494. Do you have anything before we go to the phones here? Yeah, let me think on it. All right. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. It drives me nuts. Get in. 215-592-9494. Can I throw one in the mix really quick? Oh, give it to me, Buzz. All right. This is the thing when you're driving to. Like, and I'm going to sound like an old man saying it, but. You don't have to text when you're first at the light. Just like go, like be ready to go with the green light. Because I feel like a jerk being second, beeping at the person, and sometimes you get the little look. Nah, you're the dude behind the guy. You're the dude that's ready to go as soon as the light turns green, like you're the damn Grand Prix race. Correct. Exactly. What's your buffer though? Like how long do you how long do you give? You get a few, like a second or two. I was gonna say it seems like a second or two. Yeah, you seem like you got a quick trigger on the. (laughs) But some people. Push whatever that line is. If you're still there four or five seconds and they're still clearly with the head down, I mean, what am I allowed to? No, you are at that point. About four seconds is a good. That's a good amount. And it happens more than ever. This isn't only me noticing this. Oh no, no, especially in the city for sure. It's actually more annoying when you know the buffer zone has not been crossed, and then (laughs) they honk and they're too fast. Right when you're quick, yeah, that's when it's annoying. Oh my god, like that makes me want to get out of the car and and cause a ruckus. Don't ever do that. I would never do it because I'm a non-confrontational person. Exactly. But behind the wheel and behind a key. I'm feisty. And it's annoying as a pedestrian, too, living in the city for the last year and a half. Like, you don't know when to cross because the light turns green. You think you're waiting, and the guy doesn't go, and then you go. And then oh, you got to be alert. alert. Yeah. you got to be really alert, for and sure. people just don't wait for you. Yeah, for sure. Dave is in Bethlehem. What's happening, Dave? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Dave. Loud and clear. What's, What's up, happening, Dave? buddy? Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, the big concern here is... Uh, how analytics is being used incorrectly, and it's really ruined the, the team. Like, the Eagles can have... You sound have, like... Yeah, are you Howie? Howie? <laughs> well, no, it's not Howie. It's, I'm really, really worried about... <laughs> not Howie. No, are no, you, you Howie? sound like Howie. You sound it's like more, Howie. It's like, it's like uh, what's it called? Um, the no new Kellen Moore. About, yeah. he, he, he is a horrible offense coordinator. And so, 
you know, you could put, like I said, Howie could, dra- could sign Christian McCaffrey. He could put Tyreek Hill on the team. But if Kellen Moore's going to do predictable analytics, shotgun offense, third and two, shotgun passing formation, but run the ball on a draw play, get stuck for a one-yard loss, what good is it? Because if you I look got at you, how bro. the Chargers, look how the Chargers performed this year. They were awful. They beat the, uh, the, the Patriots 6-0. And remember, this will be like, hey, Kellen Moore's here. We got Justin Hebert. It's going to be phenomenal. They tanked. Who'd you call you know? what, what, What's the Chargers quarterback's name? <laughs> Justin uh, Hebert. Look, look, Hebert, right? Herbert? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Herbert, yeah. So, Herbert so, 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 yep. so, Herbert, so, he, he, you know, he, they, they, they tanked. And just, just look at how, like, even Josh McDaniels. You know, Josh McDaniels is Mr. Predictable analytics offense, just like John Gruden was and his offense coordinator, Greg Olson. Because if you so, look how last year the Raiders, you know, with um, Devontae Adams, you know, led the NFL in touchdowns. Josh, uh, so you don't like Kellen Moore being signed? Oh, no, Kellen Moore. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's just going to – analytics. He's predictable. Take the defense. Defense to Eagles this year went, got worse because, you know, it's like that was all college game. When they were up by three scores – they want to prevent analytics. So the, the, the Cardinals, you know, being smart, like, hey, they destroyed the Steelers at Pittsburgh in the second quarter. When they stopped the, the Steelers game, and they stopped the Steelers third and one at the goal line, fourth and goal at the goal line. Oh, yeah. played, stop it. So 90 yards down the field, it was all running game. It was Connor and play action. What the hell are we talking <laughs> yeah, about? I don't know. What are we talking analytics, about? man. What, what the hell was that? <laughs> Might have first off, might have been Howie. We, 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 there is one caller that sounds like Howie. I remember it, that guy, but too, I can't. Yeah. I don't remember if it was Dave in Bethlehem. I don't think it was Dave in Bethlehem. I don't think so either. Yeah, but it was another guy that that sounded really like Howie. And I thought that was Howie. Seriously, there. Now, if it was Howie, I mean, he's trying to throw us off the scent with the analytics. I mean, totally we, was throwing us off the scent by being anti-analytics. Yeah, well, come on, Howie. It'd be a little, it'd be a little sneakier. But then he was about to start bringing down the Cardinals in the Steelers game. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we lost money that day. I think we were both on No, I bet the Cardinals you did that bet day. The Cardinals. I bet the Cardinals that day. I the Steelers is a pick that day, for sure. Yeah, man. It's interesting fun. It's amazing call. the things we remember. No, it's, it's, it's all gambling I do remember related. that game. It's why yeah. I hate campaign. It's, 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 it's only because of gambling related. When you say campaign, I know. it sounds like campaign. So I know. So it's that with the campaign. It sounds like campaign. It's also when I say it's moron. Because it sounds like moron. You wait, know? Wait, hold on. What are you saying? Well, like, like, who is 2024 moron? Moron. <laughs> but I say it so oh, yes, fast. Yes. It's like, who's 2024? Yeah, who's moron. The, who's the 2024 <laughs> moron? Howie or Jalen? <laughs> Stop, man. I don't think I noticed that one. What? Now I'm locked in on that one. Well, because. The moron. <laughs> even I was, I, was, I was saying it, I was like, man, I really need to slow down so I don't sound like I'm calling them morons. A moron. And then someone tweeted me, like, <laughs> you realize that every time you say moron, it sounds like you're calling them both oh, morons. Moron. It's pretty good. It's good. It's good. Two one five five nine. Bit right there. That's yeah, good bit. That's a good bit. Uh, let's get Mad Mike out of the way. <laughs> What's up, Mad Mike? That definitely was Howie Roseman on the phone, and he's trying to deflect any conversation about you talking about him and and how he's he a snake in the grass and, and bad for the team. So we we're on to you, Howie. That's right. It certainly sounded like you, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
so well, anyway, I know I know this is an anti Howie call, so I know go yeah go ahead and go right in. First yeah. of all, my answer to things that annoy me and that I hate in life, Howie Roseman. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> well, ding, ding. We'll put that. We'll put that in the mix. We'll put that one in the mix. Howie Roseman's dumb face. Um. Anyway, so here's the thing. I'm gonna put this to you real quick, Ike. Yeah. Uh, you know how you were just saying people say Bill Belichick doesn't get credit because uh, I think. Andy Reid should be thrown under that, too, and see, hey, you didn't do anything until you got Pat Mahomes under there. So you kind of were. And and I just want to remind everybody, our our big friend Andy was blowing 20-point leads with the Kansas City Chiefs before he got Pat Mahomes. (laughs) Yeah, well, he didn't have a defense yet. That was those days of the – what was the old guy named Bob Sutton? Yeah, something Sutton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doug was his OC, so – his, and, and I agree with what you were saying about Howie. Uh, he's, he, I, dare, I almost have a sneaking suspicion that Howie's going to tank Jalen and get back to not having a quarterback so he can get back to spending as much money on free agency as he wants to. Listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, nah. I'm not going to say put it past him, but that is when Howie's definitely at his strength. Because think about it. He's going to be like, you know, it's the quarterback's fault. It's the head coach's fault. It's definitely not my fault. But let's get those guys out of here and let's, Bring in some new blood. You know, we'll start it over again. He, he's constantly deflecting. It's never Howie. It's always everybody else. Yeah, but he's not going to be able to do that for what? You think? A, another two years? Ten. He's got a couple years. I mean, there's a salary cap ramification for getting rid of Jalen. Yeah, okay. Well, I still – I can see it coming down the pike that, like, one more year and Jalen's going to be out the door so Howie can, oh, you know, we got to restart this and – and I should be here for another four or five years, and I'll pick another head coach too. Freaking moron! <laughs> Very positive, Mike. Appreciate the time. Appreciate the time. Yeah, I mean, listen, I have my. Well, he didn't even get how we credit when we actually won a Super Bowl and got to another Super Bowl. No, no, it was, it was everyone else. By the way, they've gotten to the playoffs six out of the last seven years. So I, we tend to forget about it's that. It's not. It's not to. I guess my thing on the whole playoff six out of seven years because I, I hear you bring it up a lot i hear mm-hmm. i hear elliot always bring it up with the eagles mm-hmm. and i understand it i guess i've just gotten to the point now where i'm more how many years do i think that team had a realistic chance to to compete for a title like i don't view last year's team as a chance that the or this year's team was had a realistic shot 2021 like we just talked about it i just they made the playoffs but they got they got sure. boat raced sure um the year in 19 against the seahawks I didn't really view that as a championship contender. 18, I think you could have still made the case because they had a lot of those pieces. Mm-hmm. So, like, six out of seven, while impressive, I, I guess I've just gotten to the point with, with seven teams now making the playoffs in the, in, the NF, in the NFL or NFC, AFC, how many years did they have a chance to win a title? Hmm. Yeah, it probably it's probably two or three of those teams that were legitimate title contenders, and, and, and that's fair, but it's rare that – there's only so many Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid combinations out there, right? They went to six straight AFC championship games. You can say those are six straight legitimate Super Bowl contending teams. They were. But who else can say that? Right now? Yeah, or over the last six years. Like, nobody else. In order to have that. So so with the 49ers, right? Because I would say that I would say the Niners. Well, okay. They've gone to two. Mm-hmm. How, how many of those teams were – some of those teams, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, were legitimate Super Bowl contenders. When you're, yeah, I think when you're in the Super Bowl and you make the conference, well, it only went to the Super Bowl twice. I know, but I think that you entered in those years saying, "I think the Niners can win the Super Bowl." I don't think you went into twenty. Who went into the Super Bowl? Who went into those years saying that? It, heading into the playoffs, 
I don't remember anybody ever believing Jimmy Garoppolo can lead you to a Super Bowl title. I don't ever believe that. I mean, I think those years are at least a top three seed in the in the conference. I understand that, but but if I'm just going by your theory of seven teams get in, which means somebody's got to get in, are they legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Meaning people expect them to be in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. I don't know how many of those teams I legitimately expect that it, expected that from. Well, I, I guess, and, and the thing is, now the fact the year they went and they lost to the Rams in the uh, NFC Championship game, they shouldn't have been there. They got hot late. Yeah, they got hot late. Well, they shouldn't. They, they went and beat the number one seed, Green Bay, like what ten to seven or something like that. Yeah, the the, the uh, ten the, to three or something like that. A patented uh, Rogers choke job. <laughs> a Rogers yes. choke job. But I guess my thing is like it's more about like the twenty twenty one Eagles. I, I just can't take that. I, 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 I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, the Eagles only had two legitimate chances. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm just saying, other teams. I don't know how many teams other than the Chiefs are legitimate Super Bowl contenders every year when they get into the playoffs. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where are you at with Howie heading into this offseason? Your confidence level is your antenna up. You still have blind faith in him. All on the table with Howie Roseman. Yes, Nick Costos is ducking us. I mean, for an example, yeah, oh, he's probably late. For example, I mean, the Cowboys, they get in the playoffs every year. Are they really Super Bowl contenders? Eh. But, but I, think, I, I would say no. What do you mean, eh? Well, I think, I think no is the answer. They haven't even made it to a conference title game in 30 years. How can you be a legitimate Super Bowl contender? But if you're looking at their resume, yeah, uh, over the last 30 years. But I think last year's team, the team that, that, that choked, they 100% choked. Mm-hmm. I think there was Super Bowl, like they can make the Super Bowl. Like to not make at least the conference championship game would have been a disappointment. Whereas I mean this past year. This past year. Yeah. And they completely choked about that. Well, you can say, well, the Eagles had that team at 10-1. and one. I know. But I think had, heading into the postseason, there was no more Super Bowl expectations. I think Dallas I understand still- that. I don't think Dallas Super Bowl expectations picked up until after they beat the Eagles. They didn't have an impressive win after that. They didn't. They didn't. Their impressive win came against the Cowboys. I mean, against the Eagles. Because remember, they didn't beat anybody above 500. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I just want to make sure that the Eagles are being viewed not with unrealistic expectations, or everybody else is getting the same level of expectations. And I think, I think heading into the playoffs, mm-hmm. heading into the playoffs, okay. I think the Cowboys had Super Bowl expectations. Okay, and I think they fell short of that. Whereas the this Eagles, year. the Eagles heading into the playoffs this year, I don't think Super Bowl is on the table. No, hell no. Yes, that's, that's yeah. No, I agree with you there. Yeah, too, that's all I'm saying. So that means they 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 didn't fail to meet expectations. See see how that works. The Eagles, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I, uh, once we readjusted our expectations, oh, I agree. Yeah, see, yeah. see. But this is all about this is all about this, the playoffs. Six out of seven years. Who cares if you make the playoffs if you don't have a title contender? Well, hold on. You can't say that. Yes, I want. No, you can't. You can't say who cares if you make the playoffs if you're not a title contender. Making the playoffs isn't easy, and having a team that makes them – dude, let me tell you something. The last thing we want to do is become the fan base that doesn't care about making the playoffs. You start doing that, and then you miss the playoffs for two years. I guarantee you that changes. Probably. Yeah, that changes where it doesn't matter if you make the playoffs. You got to win the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Where are you at with Howie heading in this offseason? Do you have Chiefs fatigue heading into the Super Bowl? You, you're still rooting for the Chiefs? I know no one's really rooting for the Niners, but – I wonder where people are at with that Chiefs team heading into the heading into the Super Bowl over no the weekend. No one's rooting for the Niners? I would hope not. I don't know, though. It sounded like the midday show was, except for you. I would be very disappointed. 
if if <laughs> rooting or picking. Well, picking is that different. the same thing? Like, I'm picking the Niners to win. See that? There you go. But I'm not in the slightest rooting for that. <laughs> I I would be I would be downtrodden <laughs> if the Niners are Super Bowl champions. Well, if you get if you if you get a little coin off of it. Yeah, well, I, I don't bet spreads. You know that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> if you believe they're going to win, something tells me your parlays will sort of fit that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take care of it. Don't you worry. I got to show you the one thing on FanDuel that I found in the conference championship weekend. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it, it's might, nice... it might be a game changer for us. And speaking of Costos, yeah, yeah, come on, dude. This is this is the one week you don't miss. That's what I'm saying. I texted him this morning. <laughs> yeah. He said all good. Now, does he think it's two forty two local time? What was it? Amateur hour. I mean, holy cow. We know what time We have had a few time zone situations oh, on the station. Right he here, right? knows. The he knows. knows. What, why is he ducking us? <laughs> why is he ducking us? <laughs> Maybe we'll hear from Nick Costas in the next segment. Not sure. Either way, some interesting comments from Britton Covey and, and Lane Johnson yesterday. Was there finger pointing amongst teammates last year? And what game broke the Eagles? Don't miss that next. Plus, for your chance to win a hand and stone massage and facial gift card, and be entered to win a Rhythm of Love heart pendant courtesy of Mark's Jewelers. What is something in everyday life that you can't stand? We all have it. The best answer at the end of the show will win the prize. All that's coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.